1: Jeff Juniak, the voice of your Chicago Bears. Justin Fields under center man in motion. Play fake, setting up the throw. Looking right, wide open, commit. Turns up at the five, to the end zone. And he plows through a lion, right front pylon. Touchdown, touchdown Bears. Fields stepping up though, runs up the middle with the 35 to the 40, 45 to the 50. Fields running away from the Lions at the 30, the 20, the 15, down inside the 10. Justin Fields all the way down to the 7 or 8-yard line. Thought he'd got there again. Thought he had another biggie. He did. This one, 61 yards for Justin Fields. Snap, orbit motion, fake the screen left. They throw the screen right. Swift inside the 20 to the 15, 10 end zone. Nobody touched him for the touchdown. Ay, ay, ay. Jeff Joniak, you are ridiculous.
0: Ay ay ay! Mully and ha Chicago Sports Radio <laughs> six seventy. to score. Zach Zaidman in for Mully today. It's time now to go out to the score hotline. Signature Bank score hotline. Signature Bank making commercial banking personal. That's where we find the voice of the Bears. And ay ay ay!
1: Is Jeff Joniak. Good morning, I Jeff. Forgot, I forgot I said that. And Zach's laugh is catchy. Oh, God, that's funny. My mom and dad, I say, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know, that's where I got it from. I love it, Jeff. I, I mean, that's just raw emotion right there when nobody's tackling anybody, I guess. That's funny. Now, it that is, is funny. It is funny. Oh, so, as
0: we God. get close to Sunday, <laughs>
1: Still I got to tell you, as you I uh, haven't heard
0: that highlight. Uh, <laughs> uh, as you chuckle and, and Zach cackles, let me ask you this. Oh, I'm a little disappointed. I was. I have to be honest about this. I understand everything that contributed to the decision. I don't know how badly Justin Fields is injured. We have to take the Bears' uh, word for this. But I was disappointed that Justin Fields isn't playing on Sunday. I wondered how you reacted to that news and what your recommendation would have been in this whole conversation about should he or shouldn't he?
1: Well, we we can't debate the – the medical. So, I mean, if, if they, if he say he's hurt and he's not cleared, he's hurt. So that that's where I have to begin and end the discussion. So, uh, and when they followed up, I think it was, uh, Mark Potash, if it was a playoff game, yeah, he'd still be injured. You know, that's, that's quite a statement. So I I don't know that I entirely believe it was a playoff game. He wouldn't play, but yeah, I, Hey, listen, I want to see as many snaps as he could possibly get. And I, I, uh, I certainly don't want a ACL tear in the last week of the regular season that will jeopardize the start of a the next season. Certainly, but you you live with that every day. You live in practice every day with the threat of something going wrong. So yeah, you can't you can't live scared. But you know, I'm going with the idea that yes, he is truly injured and he can't go. Otherwise, I would love to see him on the field.
3: Jeff, sure. can you help put this into perspective? Because you've seen every snap, you've seen every practice that Fields has had. Put this season into perspective what we learned about Justin Fields in 2022, now that we're in 2023.
1: Sorry, I keep coughing now because you got me all. all uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah, yeah, you gave me the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the, 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 one of the best things I've seen all season long has nothing to do with on the field, it's how he's handled himself uh, in terms of leadership. It's been a big change. And uh, I knew it was in there. Uh, some of those news conferences were uncomfortable. Uh, he just didn't feel uh, like he was happy. If he was annoyed, I don't know. But I I just love the fact he's kind of taking a, a different approach, and it's it's very good. I think it's one. It's necessary because everybody's watching. Every teammate's watching. They're, they 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 watch those live feeds that the Bears put out, much like anybody else does, and or they'll go back to it. I know it happens. So it's important to represent the way that you have to as the number one guy. And he is the number one guy. this is his team until further notice and uh, that's the way you got to be but but secondly, it was just an awakening of the explosiveness of him. His first NFL touch, if I'm not mistaken, was a rushing touchdown. They put him in there. Matt Nagy did and you know that's, that, that's what he does best at the moment but he didn't do that in college which is the, the irony of the whole thing so he had plenty of time to find his, uh, his weaponry at, at Ohio State and he threw the football with done. so that's the next step is just polishing that up learning the trigger from the pocket you know and I don't want to keep going on with this long answer but I want to bring up something if you want to talk about something else just about developing as a passer because I recently read a story in the LA Times about Steve Young but anyway go ahead ask me some more stuff
0: well, no, you open that right, door. What? You just I don't want to, ramble. to a Hall of Famer, Jeff.
1: No, 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 thought. no, 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 no. So, you know, I, I saw a quote, a separate quote months ago. I may have brought it up on here. Steve Young said the only reason he became a passer and not think about ejecting the pocket every time was Sid Gilman. Sid Gilman who was a crotchety guy, uh, but an outstanding, legendary uh, coach. Uh, he basically said, listen, until you – figure out how to way to throw from the pocket and stop ejecting and, and just going past one progression and go, you know, you're never going to realize your potential. So he literally tied his feet up with rope and made him at practice, not run. And I'm not suggesting that Justin doesn't run, but this was important. That was a turning moment because he was quick to just take off and go and, so you fast forward. Steve Young learned that from St- uh, Sid Gilman with the L.A. Express in the USFL in 1984, and he was in the dog days of his career. He almost quit football, and and then he had a horrible time with Tampa Bay, and then he had to sit behind Joe Montana, and it was public enemy number one when he, he took over for one legend only to become another. But 2014, there's a quote from Steve Young it says, hey, uh, Colin Kaepernick has to stop relying so much on his rushing ability and become a pocket passer. They should literally tie his legs up. And and that's exactly what happened to Steve Young. Now, now I'm not suggesting, again, that, that you just take away all that. But I do, and I think it's all been mentioned. Ryan Pohl's mentioned it. Matt Eberflus mentioned it Monday night on the Coaches Show. Justin's mentioned it. Yes, triggering from the pocket and polishing that up will be the next step because you know he has a great arm. We know he did it at Ohio State, and he'll do it in the future once he feels like uh, that part of his game will expand and, 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 and develop.
3: Ryan Poles had a lot of stuff to say to you regarding Justin Fields as a passer. Can you take us to that next level when when we watch him from a passing standpoint? Because I think people were shocked that why, why is Justin Fields to blame for some of the passing issues? What's the next step for him as a passer? Can you take us through some of those things that we need to see from the quarterback, regardless of the weapons and the offensive line?
1: Well, you know, the clutch time fourth quarter, you know, I, I look at this, this game against Minnesota, even though it that doesn't, you know, it's not a, it's not a needle mover, obviously. Uh, but, you know, the Bears and the Minnesota Vikings in the first half are, have the same number of points scored. The fourth quarter and the second half, things changed dramatically. And that has been this, the Vikings story all season long. They found a way to come back from games eight times in the fourth quarter, including against the Bears. So. Again, that takes, again, it's a cliche and it's it's a statement, but it's true. It's all 11. There's many different gears involved, obviously. I mentioned last week, Zach, the short passing game, the swing passes. I mean, Jared Goff, I, I think he was 85 to 90% completion percentage on screen passes this year. Uh, that's just the screen, the flare-outs, the dump-offs, you know, little check-downs to the backs and the tight ends. Uh, though that is has to get better in terms of accuracy. That's just fundamentals and footwork and getting your shoulders. I saw a highlight. It was featured on Twitter. Jared Stidham last week being chased by two 49ers. He knows he was going to get crunched, and Justin's been crunched plenty this this season and in his career and has weathered it. He is one tough son of a gun, and that's another thing we've learned about him. You're not going to find him any tougher. That is for sure, and he is gutsy. But he, at the last second, got himself... Shoulders and feet squared to the target, and Devontae Adams wide open and completed the pass and got destroyed. But it was one heck of a play. And he's made those, and just more of those, more of all of that. Did Jarrett Stidham remind you of Kenny Stabler? (laughs) No, because he's a righty. (laughs) Oh, that's right. Steve Young was a lefty, Uh, too, so uh, it's not even – no. But yeah. I, I will. I'm surprised at one thing. I, you know, they listed Steve Young at six two two fifteen. I didn't think he was uh, that uh, chunky. Yeah, I didn't think so either. That's yeah. solid. Like, he yeah, can, that's he's solid. Solid he carries yeah. it well. Husky, Jeff. Yeah, All right. husky like me. <laughs> so Jeff, every
0: Sunday, you know that my favorite part of the pregame show in WBBM uh, isn't isn't my segment. It is. Oh, don't uh, sell yourself. Sure. No, it's it's the Joniak Journal. And last week, you had a really good conversation with Chase Claypool. Yeah, and I felt like. You gave us a glimpse of the player that a lot of people want to get to know. And then, so I'm feeling very good about that. And I'm watching this game, and then I saw Chase Claypool, the incident that happened. And then he explained it. Justin Fields had to get um, involved. We heard him explain it, Claypool, yesterday to the degree that I I don't know that it was his best moment, Jeff. But how do you reconcile the player, the thoughtful player, uh, I felt like he came across really well in your interview when you're sitting down and the path that he has taken to the NFL in Chicago with the guy that came across on Sunday, not in the best way, and certainly I'm not sure yesterday
1: uh, explained it very well. Okay, so are you more disappointed with the answer yesterday, or and I didn't, I know, I know it happened, but I didn't see it. I have not seen any replays of it or anything on the sideline. So which one are you? Referring I'm probably to more
0: dis- disappointed with the guy who has his background, or he, he he's not—he's an ex stealer for a reason. And part of that is because, uh, at least by reputation, Mike Tomlin thought that maybe he had some maturity issues. Yeah. And so somebody who has an outburst like that reminds you of that past. And I don't
1: think that if you have been here for five minutes, that's a good thing. Yeah. Well, I liked what he had to say yesterday <laughs> only because, and I know if I was sitting with Coach Eberflus, he'd look at me. And say no, we don't. We don't do that on the sidelines because that is the case. But I, I'm okay with emotion. So I'm a very emotional person. I am quick to fly off the handle and get in somebody's face, only to love them up right after I do it. I know that's not great. It's not a great quality that I have. But you always know where I stand. And oh yeah, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, no one took uh, more of a brunt of my. Uh, a reactionary attitude and personality than Zach Zabin over the years, for sure, but only out of, out of love and respect, uh, wanting the best out of somebody. And that was always, it was not about me. It was just wanting to get the most out of somebody. And I think Zach would agree with that, even though it hurt during the process, but uh, I, he he wants to win and he saw something he didn't like uh, on the sidelines about what was going on. And uh, I don't think, I can ding that too much. Now there is, there's a process and there's a way to handle it. And uh, Justin made that clear how they'd like to proceed. Uh, But I don't know if you can keep that genie in the bottle. Somebody's emotional and wants to urge teammates. Everybody does it differently. And so uh, he does it uh, obviously in a way that's not passive, uh, but outburst, uh, you know, is never always a solution, but maybe, a little of that will help this team moving forward, too. I'm not going to totally stamp on it, is, I guess, my point. Okay.
3: Are you surprised, Jeff, and this is a big-picture thing, just the way the city has reacted to the losing this season? We've never seen anything like this, where
1: it's a every honestly.
3: Monday after a loss is a victory Monday for the fans, and I know it's got to be killing the guys inside the building.
1: It It is. It is. And, uh, you know, I did an event uh, at Hallis Hall for some season ticket holders this week, and uh, I was about ready to wrap things up, and, and, and uh, I go, hey, you guys, you have any other thoughts? And the guy puts his hand up in the air and says, man, I know. It's, I know we've lost eight in a row, nine in a row, but it's been a fun season. And I, I looked at him, I go, you're not alone. Everybody says it. And I've enjoyed it until the fourth quarter when, you know, it, it, the reality sets in, and you're like, oh, not again. Um but I think that's the prevailing attitude, that it has been a fun season, and it's been fun because uh, some of these kids can play. A lot of kids can play. Oh, and Justin yeah. Fields brought the house down with his electrifying runs and uh, a couple of big touchdown throws, and you're in games. and But, yeah, the losing, you don't want to get used to that, that's for sure. And that's why, again, it's always a debate. I, I still am going to stick to my guns. You do have to learn how to win. And I know people disagree with that. Some people agree with it. Coaches agree with it. Uh, I do think it's not just talent. It's a combination. You do have to have the right mentality, and you have to have the desire to overcome everything to get those wins and play some clean football down the stretch. It's pretty. Uh, it's not very crowded on this island, but I'm, I live here, Jeff,
0: and, <laughs> and, and I, I want you to. I, I want understand. you to elaborate on what is fun. There, this year you will have called in all likelihood 14 losses no other no other play by play man in bears history right. even going back to the beginning of, of of football has called 14 losses in a single season <laughs> of the chicago bears how how do you get fun out of that i know what you're saying you it's live in
1: moments you live in moments i mean listen i i okay i'm not saying it's been I mean, it's been enjoyable at times, certainly, to see the young players uh, coming up and stepping up. And I'm even talking about guys that people don't even talk about much or or think about, But I I enjoy because I know it's going to be a young team. It's going to continue to be a young team. But I see what you're saying. But you have to enjoy moments. And in a town that's been quarterback starved, uh, some of these moments have brought you out of your seat and uh, have teammates embellishing the moment and, uh, you know, putting him in a, in a position where you know he's the most talked about athlete in chicago right now and you know that's going to continue uh, as long as he's here because he does have those qualities so yeah i i know it is a hard one it's but you know it's i think in terms of the head coach too i mean matt even if, if the bears have a nine game winning streak he's going to be the same guy he's not going to be over inflating it just like he's not over inflating these losses at the moment this is a uh, a foundationally built season to set a path to the future and uh, future wins. So the roster as it's currently constituted will be far from it next year and the year after that. And so we begin the stepladder and uh, the stepladder's to success, hopefully.
3: Sunday's the end of an era and Bears radio was such a big part of my life. I don't think I, I have the success in this industry unless you gave me a shot and, and allowed me to uh, to be on the sidelines. I know Sunday's going to be emotional, but I just wanted to say thanks. I don't know how you're approaching it, but it, it is going to be interesting, uh, I'm sure. And, and And I'm sure there are a lot of things that are flowing through your mind and Tom's mind as you get set to call this game.
1: Oh, Zach, I was hoping you wouldn't bring that up. Yeah, uh, I'm an emotional guy in many different ways. So, yeah, it's going to be difficult, I think, in the end. Um, I have thought about it, but I've tried to put it out of the back of my mind. Uh, Put it out of my mind, at least for right now, and just go about my business. But uh, anybody who knows me knows I'm a very emotional person, so I lay it all out there. Um, Yeah, it's been an unbelievable journey, and thank you for what you said. But, you know, you earn your... You earned your position, and you took the position and turned it into something very nice and very special. So our crew, it's all about the guys. It's all about the crew and the opportunity and the non-ego-built staff that we've had. Everybody has a job, and they, don't, they just do it. Nobody has to be told to do it, uh, except for one time. Right, Zach? Hall of Fame game. 2002 yes. yeah. was it 2002 and 2003 I think 2005 Four? 2005 ah, yeah. whatever mm-hmm. wow what <laughs>
0: happened? <laughs> that's a tease Jeff you gotta pay that one off what happened well in 2005? Andy Andy Gersher
1: Andy Gersher the uh the the authoritative figure on the noon business hour and uh a great a great uh, a great guy over there at WBBM he was a non-sports individual had never covered or been in a in, in a in an arena of any kind, was uh, going to debut as our spotter producer. And I told Zach, I said, Zach, just make sure you never let Andy out of your sight and make sure he knows what he's doing because this is, this is the first time and we got to get it right. And so I get down to the field to go interview Lovey Smith for the pregame, and there's Zach, and where's Andy? He goes, I don't know. That's the first thing he says after I told him, don't lose Andy. Andy just disappeared. He just gone. Nobody knew where he was. And I'm like, this is great. He's probably not even in the stadium. And then I try to get in to interview Lovey and a state trooper. A female <laughs> state trooper stopped me and said, you you can't go in here. I go, well, I got the pass. I got everything. No, nope, you're not going in there. Uh, the pass says I can go in there. And so I'm in an argument. And Scott Hagel had to calm me down so I could get in and lo- interview Lovey because Zach had my blood up because of the loss of Andy Gersher. But because- we found Andy. We found him and all was good. And, no, we lived uh, happily ever after. And later on in that
3: game, Uh while the game was being played, there was uh, a kicker kicking into the the (laughs) net, and the net was ripped, right? So I'm watching the action on the field, and the ball goes right through the net, and, again, you keep your eyes on the field. Out of nowhere, I get drilled in the side (laughs) of the nose, the headset goes flying, so does the microphone, Uh, and I'm like, I'm hoping – Thank goodness they didn't see it up in the booth because they didn't say anything. <laughs> but, of course, Tom mentions oh, it. Tom he sees, oh, Tom misses nothing. He misses nothing. He right. Yeah.
1: I also, I, we had reporters, different reporters, do the Bears beat back in those days. And I had left, I went into the press box to, I don't know who it was, I, I don't remember, and I left my glasses in there. And so I'm searching for my glasses right before kickoff, and I had to do the first half without my glasses, and Tom was livid, livid. I've heard about it every day since. And since, I've lost plenty of glasses. So, yeah, Uh, that's been kind of the story. But, no, overall, it's family. We've lived and lived uh, fun. It's been fun. It's been dramatic. It's been ugly. It's been depressing. It's been uh, stuff that move you to emotion because we've all – it's the life experiences of 26 years together – and it's life it's death it's birth it's divorce it's marriage it's i mean you name it we have as a family have experienced a lot uh good and bad and so it's been it's a very tight group very tight group it'll be it'll be interesting that's for sure Jeff Sunday.
0: Joniak you are ridiculous thank yeah, you for well, thank everything you. and we'll see you on Sunday all right buddy bears Vikings very good go bears voice of the bears Jeff Joniak